0: Hi, my name is Marcia Bernais, and now I am trying to make a historical context about Sun Tzu' life and work. Uh, he is known as a general by his very rigidly and uh, lead by generals with a philosophical point of view of the war. Uh, It's believed to have uh, lived between 544 and 496 uh, before Christ and was known as a connoisseur of war strategies. There is no precise information on the biography of San Tzu. Just know that in the command of arms was known for winning many battles using the teachings that were later compiled into a book. Many historians argue further that Sun Tzu did not exist and that he is a legendary, legendary figure. Thus, the concepts of the art of war would be actually a compilation of military strategies developed over a period of time. And so I will try to make a sum about them. Uh, there are some rules, the moral law, heaven, earth, the commander, method, and discipline. Uh, The moral law causes the people to be complete accord with their rule so that they will follow him regardless of their lives, undismayed by any danger. I, I will show you an example. Nelson Mandela in his speech, Invictus, He had an accord, a moral law, and didn't give up about that, although he spent so many years as a prisoner. Heaven signifies night and day, cold and heat, times and seasons. Earth comprises distances, great and small danger and security open ground and narrow passes the chances of life and death the commander stands for the virtues of wisdom sincerely benevolence courage and strictness by method and discipline are to be understood the marshalling of the arm and its proper subdivisions Uh, we also have a waging war and about that we may talk thus uh thought we have heard of stupid hasting war cleverness has been seen as associated with long delays. Continues. we have to talk about attack by stratagem. And hence, to fight and conquer in all your battles is not supreme excellence, Supreme excellence consists in breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. It is the rule in war if our force are ten to the enemy's one, to surround him, if five to one, to attack him, if twice, as numerous. To divide our arm into two. If equally matched, we can offer battle. If slightly inferior in numbers, we can avoid the enemy. If quite unequal in every way, we can flee from him. Uh, by commanding the arm to advance. To advance or to retreat, being ignorant of the fact that it it cannot obey, this is called hobbling the arm. Thus, uh, we may know that there are five essentials for victory. He will win, who knows when to fight and when not to fight. He will win who knows how to handle both superior and inferior force. He will win whose arm is animated by the same spirit throughout all its ranks. He will win who prepared himself waits to take the enemy unprepared he will win who has military capacity and is not interfered with the sovereign. Hence the saying, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will will succumb in every battle. And the other chapter is about technical dispositions. Uh, and also, we have to make an appointment about energy. What is energy? Uh, in all fighting, the direct method may be used for joining battle, but indirect methods will be needed in order to secure victory indirect tactics efficiently apply are inexhaustible as heaven and earth unending as the flow of rivers and streams. Like the sun and the moon, they end but to begin anew. Like the four seasons, they pass away to return once more. In the battle, there are not more than two methods of attack, the direct and the indirect. Yet, these two in combination give rise to an endless series of maneuvers. Simulated disorder postulates perfect discipline, simulated fear postulates. Courage simulated weakness postulates strength and weak points and strong. Do not repeat the texts which have gained you one victory, but let your methods be regulated by the infinite variety of circumstances so in the war the way is to avoid what is strong and to strike at what is weak Ah, maneuvering maneuvering with an arm is an adventure with an Indisciplined multitude, most dangerous in war, practice dissimulation and you will succeed. Whether to concentrate or to divide your troops must be decided by circumstances. Let your plans be dark and impenetrable as night, and when you move, fall like a thunderbolt the host thus forming a single united body. is it impossible either for the brave to advance alone or for the cowardly to retreat alone this is the art of handling large masses of men Variation in tactics. There are five dangerous faults which may affect a general. Recklessness, which leads to destruction. Cowardice, which leads to captivity. A hasty temper, which can be provoked by insults. A delicacy of honor, which is sensitive to shame over solicitude for his men, which exposes him to war and trouble. The Arm on the March. After crossing a river, you should get far away from it. If you are Anxious to fight, you should not go to meet the invader near a river which he has to cross. And so, uh, terrain. Now, an arm is exposed to six several. Calamities not arising from natural cause, but faults for which the general is responsible. These are flight, insubordination, collapse, ruin, disorganization and root. Other conditions being equal, if one force is whirled against another ten times its size, the result, the result will be the flight of the former. When the common soldiers are too strong and the officers too weak, the result is insubordination. When the officers are too strong and the common soldiers too weak, the result is collapse. When he, the higher officers are angry and insubordinate, and on meeting the enemy, give battle on their own account from a feeling of resentment before the commander in chief can tell whether or no he is in a position to fight the result is ruin when the general is weak and without authority when his orders are not clear and distinct when there are no fixed duties assigned to officers and men and the ranks are formed in a slovenly haphazard manner the result is utter disorganization. When a general unable to estimate the enemy's strength allows an inferior force to engage a larger one or ruins a weak detachment against a powerful one and neglects to place picket soldiers in the front rank, the result result must be brute."